You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. It's Friday, August the 18th, 2017. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, good morning. I've uh, had a great week. Uh, let's see if we can close her out pretty hot here. Let's do. It's, uh, it has been a very great week. Down to begin, but now at the highs of the week and potentially even the highs of the year in gold. We're now above 1300 on the front month COMEX contract. What do you make of all this action, Eric? Well, there's a lot of things that have supported it. Uh, I guess the thing that kind of gave it the, the first jump start was the fire and fury comment uh, regarding North Korea that uh, lit things up. And then, of course, the uh, the events in uh, Charlottesville divided a lot of the country. I mean, it's just incredible how the the left and the right went went at each other. And I, I think it's creating a huge amount of uncertainty. And I think that's going to have a great support uh, function for gold here. And there's other things going on. We've seen the industrial metals, uh, copper, uh, zinc, uh, all moving higher here. Looks seemingly looking like they're breaking out, which I find hard to believe unless it's I, I don't think it's doing it for economic reasons by the way i think it's doing it because of it can be supply demand because the supplies coming off and demands maybe staying steady and or people just stockpiling which i can understand with uh, what the currencies are doing these days so that that's helping it um, and the whole geopolitical thing what a mess uh, you have there in the in the u.s right now Let's talk about the commodities for a second, and specifically copper, Eric, because if there's any sector that's undervalued, you know, we think of everything being overvalued, bonds, stocks, whatever. If there's any sector that's undervalued, it's the commodities, and we're seeing things like copper break out of multi-year lows and bottoms. What could uh, rising commodities in general, copper specifically, how could that maybe bleed over into strength into silver and the mining sector as well? Well, it's, it certainly should support silver because silver is mostly an industrial metal. And uh, uh, I don't know how – I would guess that the investment demand might be less than 25% of annual demand, although that can vary a lot with people's attitudes towards investing in silver. Like it can change dramatically and all of a sudden investors want 50% of the annual output. But uh, I think uh, uh, copper moving up will bring people into silver and it has brought people into silver. I think that, for example, palladium being at a 16-year high, which is kind of an industrial slash precious metal, is helping as well. So uh, lots of people are um, turning optimistic on uh, these metals. It could be simply because the dollar is so weak that it makes everything look like it's more valuable. Uh, but, of course, in, on a world basis, uh, you got to knock off the uh, the 10% decline in the dollar to see what people outside of the uh, the states are paying for these things so but it's all uh, it's all seem to be coming together here i find it very interesting that we're uh, in the spot month uh, approaching uh, 1300 let's hope uh, we get on the spot basis we go through and not just uh, december you know we talk a lot about the paper prices obviously but i know you closely monitor physical demand uh and you know and in the end that's what's most important you're seeing some interesting things there too aren't you Absolutely. And there was a wonderful article about the scrap supply, that it's down something like 100 and I think it was 20 or 40 tons, 120 or 40 tons in the first half of the year. I mean, we, we, the, the gold market is a four, about a 4,400-ton market, so you get a, a decline in supply of 120 tons for half a year, 240 tons for the whole year. I mean, that's that's almost 5-6% uh, of the, the gold market. And then... Um, 
We also have the uh, mine supply seemingly coming down. I think it was down 2% from the half, but the latest month it was down 3 So you knock 3% off of mine supply, you get another 100 tons there, and I mean, you can, you can come up with some scenarios where we're likely to be in a shortage situation in gold, uh, particular people like, I mean, I can't believe the Turkish demand and even the Indian demand was up 100% this month, year over year. Uh, there's many, many signs of uh, people picking up interest in in gold and silver here. And uh, I think we've always uh, been in a supply deficit. In fact, there was a great article written by Jeff Clark, I think it was on GoldSeek, saying uh, uh, all you're being told about this gold and silver demand is a lie. And I tend to agree with that, that I think the data is is wrong. I don't believe in the World Gold Council's data. I've written about that before. And I think uh, it's been understated for a long time. And I think the demand for gold is has been above supply. And, and the central banks have been supplying the, the deficit every year without uh, and doing it surreptitiously. So and now, we, but now we have upfront data that's kind of adding to that. So uh, I'm pretty optimistic that the um, fiscal side is going to hold us in there. You know, and we talked last week for people that were listening uh, every week. We talked last week about the incredible Indian silver demand as well and the amount of global silver they're soaking up. So you're right. These uh, sovereign nations are are soaking up everything they can get, aren't they? Well, it's striking. And uh, you can imagine what people must be thinking about the U.S. dollar. I mean, it's down 10 percent, okay? Uh, if you're in, not an American, you, you're, you're looking at this, at, at what's going on in the country and saying, well, what is going to happen to the currency here? Right. And it's it's not just the politics either. It's also the debt limit. It's the unfunded obligations. It's the, uh, it's the, to me, it's the whole pretending that there's no inflation. I mean, I just can't believe that, you know, we get Fed minutes when they're all saying, ah, our models aren't working, inflation is, should be higher. And, of course, they just lie about inflation. We all know inflation is way beyond anything that the government's going to tell you. So the whole kind of Ponzi thing is might rear its ugly head here uh, together with the the real problems of uh, debt limits and uh, pension underfunding and you know healthcare costs going up all those things we've talked about before so yeah it looks to me like the dollar is going to have a tough time here yes and again contrary to everybody's forecast this year of a king dollar it definitely is going the other way <laughs> it uh, is amazing isn't it <laughs> yeah, it sure is you know it's funny it's like so many other things when everybody's on one side of the trade everybody's almost always wrong pretty you, well you know yeah. eric another thing i'd like to mention here on this friday i mean we're talking about gold prices being close to their highs of the year silver looking to break out above its 200 day moving average and maybe surge forward you know, both the Huey Mining Share Index and the GDX are sitting at rather important junctures, technically, uh, relative to where they've been in the last couple of months, all that kind of stuff. I, I know that and not only is the sector in general on the verge of a pickup in interest, but there are some specific miners that are really going very well that you've been keeping us posted on for the last couple of weeks. If folks have been listening to some of the companies you've discussed they're just going like gangbusters even better than bitcoin so uh what do you think of the sector at this point and some of these individual sure. companies well i'm shocked that the general gold indexes have done so poorly i kind of wonder if they're not manipulated as well in fact i believe that i guess is probably the best statement and um i've been very fortunate that as chairman of kirkland Lake gold and the largest uh, share owner of that company and the largest share owner of a company called novo that these stocks have done spectacularly well. 
Uh, Kirkland Lake it just got listed on the uh, NYSE, hit a new high yesterday, touched uh, 15 Canadian, I think pushing 12 uh, American. Uh, and everything there is sort of coming up spades. The resource keeps growing. The grade keeps growing. Uh, I think the future in our Australian operations is incredible that uh, we may find that uh, we are onto something quite significant here. We had nine kilometers of open pits, uh, and we're now finding that once you go down about 1,200 meters, all of a sudden the, the grade explodes. And we got a lot of we had a lot of places down there to if you got nine kilometers to to check out we've just begun that uh, process so that looks good. Novo, I think I explained that it's a it, there's a theory that it's it's like the Witz Waters Rand that was in South Africa that produced a billion six ounces and there's a, a geologic analogy that the Pilbara Craton in Australia is the same as or it was broken off from the Capval Craton in. Uh, in South Africa, where they found the Witz Waters Rand, and so far it's kind of playing out like, uh, boy, these two things look alike. And I would encourage everyone to to uh, to study that because if it's true, I mean, it could be one of the very major discoveries of of our generation for sure. And uh, we're all looking for those kinds of things where stocks can go up by, you know, a number of times. And I would say that. Uh, both of these companies uh, are falling into that category. I tell you what, Eric. Yeah, you first mentioned Novo about a month ago when it was down at one and a half, something like that. I, in the U.S., it hit four uh, this week. Yeah. I mean, real value to listening to these these discussions every week because you add so much insight that you're not going to get any place else. And I think that's tremendous. As we move forward to next week, what are you going to keep your eye on? We've got those joint uh, U.S.-South Korea military drills. We got politics continuing to heat up. Do we look for? Uh, a good week next week too. Well, I think the politics is the biggest issue. I mean, it just—it's chaos. Okay, it's absolute chaos. You can see that it's fraying now with certain Republicans just turning their backs on Trump. I mean, there's just no way that he's ever going to be able to pass any legislation now. In my mind, the Democrats are going to stay on block and never vote for anything that he suggests. She suggests, and it looks like the uh, Republican support is fraying. So, God knows how we get any resolution to anything really i mean it just looks bad so i think that's and of course that will have an impact on the on the currency here because people might just turn their backs on the u.s dollar they've already seen to be turning their backs but man it could get going here particularly with the debt thing coming up and that's not very far away so yeah i think things look very good um uh, for the metals here, as I say, the physical things coming together, and as as the, the price moves up, of course, there will be more and more buying of the physical. So yeah, I'm uh, kind of I'd I'd love to have a week uh, next week like we had this week. It's been been a wonderful time. Yeah, suffice it to say, even though it's August and vacation season and uh, summer doldrums, now's a pretty good time to be paying attention, isn't it? You got it. Well, let's do this again next Friday and see what the week holds. Uh, for now, though, I'll wish you a good weekend, and, and thanks for all that you do for all of us in the sector. Okay, Greg. All the best. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. 